Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. This is Radio Free Mormon on the air, broadcasting behind enemy lines. Tonight's episode, MTC Sex Scandal, Investigation Update. You'll remember that at the end of my last episode, I told you that I had sent a Freedom of Information Act request to the BYU Police Department requesting an unredacted version of the police reports related to the allegation of rape made by McKenna Denson, who claimed she was raped by then-MTC President Joseph Bishop in 1984 when McKenna Denson was a sister missionary at the Missionary Training Center in Provo, Utah. Well, today, Wednesday, April 18, 2018, I received in the mail a response to my request from the BYU Police Department. So I want to put out this special episode to keep you up to date on what is transpiring behind the scenes here at Radio Free Mormon and what is going on with my investigation of this case. First, a little background. You will recall that when this story broke, back on Monday, March 19th, 2018, the audio of McKenna's interview with Joseph Bishop was released at Mormon Leaks. By the following day, the media, and especially KUTV, was requesting a copy of these police reports from the BYU Police Department. Initially, on March 20th, the BYU Police Department released an almost entirely redacted copy of the police reports to the press. There are nine pages in these police reports, and almost every word in those police reports was blacked out. It was clear the BYU police did not want to release the information that was in these reports, but the media pushed back, and by the next day, on Wednesday, March 21st, the BYU police released a second version of the police reports, which was much less redacted. In other words, there was a great deal more that could be read by the media, and part of what was able to be read was the admission by Joseph Bishop that he had asked this sister missionary to expose herself, and he says that she did. I went over the contents of these police reports in part one of my sex scandal episode. The problem with the second version of police reports is that there remain significant amounts of material that is still redacted, that cannot be read, that is still blacked out. And my thought at the time was, well, if the police department still doesn't want certain information to be able to be read in these police reports, this must be the stuff that they really, really don't want people to know about. Now, it is customary when releasing police reports to redact, or in other words, black out, the names and identifying information of the victim and of witnesses in order to protect their confidentiality. And those types of redactions remain in the police report, but there are still entire sentences and lines that are redacted in the police report. In other words, there remains in the police report sections that are redacted above and beyond what is necessary to protect the names and identifying information of the victims and the witnesses. These police reports in their redacted form are available online through KUTV who posted them online after they received them. And I want to briefly describe these police reports to you so that if you cannot or have not accessed them online to see a copy of them for yourselves that you will have some better idea as to what they look like and what they contain. The first two pages are a summary of the report which was made by McKenna Denson, although her name is redacted in this report to protect her privacy since she has come out publicly in the last couple of weeks, I will use her real name. It shows that this report was made by McKenna Denson to the BYU police on November 28, 2017, that she alleges a rape occurred at the MTC in 1984 between January 1st and March 30th, 1984. 
So I am presuming from that that those are the months that she was at the MTC, and that at this late date she cannot remember the exact day on which she was raped. So therefore they're using the entire two-month period in the police report. Next at the bottom of page one and going on into page two is the private information and names of the person who reported, the victim, and witnesses that the police interviewed or contacted as part of their investigation. Here all the names and all the addresses are blacked out except for the name of Joseph Bishop as the suspect on page 2. And even there, his date of birth and address is blacked out. All of that's proper. All of that's commonplace. All of that's ordinary when we see these types of reports received from investigative agencies pursuant to a public disclosure request. Page 3 is very brief. It has one paragraph at the top. It states narrative. Delayed report of sexual assault on MTC property. Case closed due to statute of limitations. Page 4 is almost as brief. It says supplemental narrative. On 11-28-17, blank, that would be McKenna Denson. And when I say blank, I'm going to be referring to blacked out portions of the police report. On 11-28-17, blank, McKenna Denson, made contact with BYU Police Department to report a sexual assault that had occurred on MTC property in 1984. The case is currently under investigation. Then another line that says, 12-23-17, case closed due to statute of limitations. That's the end of page 4. Going to page 5 of the 9-page report, now we have a supplemental report that takes up half the page. And I want to give you an idea of what it looks like when it's appropriately redacted because we're going to be comparing that with elements of this report later on that appear to be inappropriately redacted. This is how the beginning of this report reads. Blank said her Spanish instructor in the MTC was blank. So in other words, that's McKenna Denson said her Spanish instructor at the MTC was blank. And what the blank there is, is the name of the Spanish instructor. That's appropriate in order to protect the identity of the Spanish instructor, who possibly might remember Joseph Bishop removing blank from class. I located blank who lives in blank. I called blank on 12-7-2017 and we talked over the phone. I asked blank if she taught Spanish at the MTC in 1984. Blank replied she did. I asked blank if she remembers one of her students. Blank. Blank said she does remember blank, but it was so long ago she would not have too much information. I asked blank what she could remember about blank. Blank said blank claimed that she was engaged to be married. Blank thought that was odd since missionaries are not normally engaged when they arrive at the MTC. I asked blank if blank was ever removed out of class by anyone. Blank said she could remember that happening. Remember how I said in episode one that it was extremely odd that the Spanish instructor could actually remember McKenna Denson being pulled out of class all the way back in 1984. Well, this is where that comes from. I asked Blank if Blank was ever removed out of class by anyone. Blank said she could remember that happening. Blank could not provide any further details on Blank during her stay at the MTC. So I read that to you in order to give you an idea of what a police report looks like when it's been properly redacted. The names have been removed. We don't know who it is who the Spanish instructor is. And based on this report, we don't know who it is who the victim is, although we now know it's McKenna Denson. But when you read it, even with the blanks, it makes a certain amount of sense and there's a certain amount of flow and you can still understand what's going on with the investigation, even though you don't know the names of the parties and the victim and the witnesses. 
So now we get to page six of the report. And page six of the report is a full page of typewritten material. And it covers their interview, not only of McKenna Denson, but also of Joseph Bishop. The first two-thirds of this one page deal with their interview of McKenna Denson and her report to the BYU Police Department on November 28th of 2017 of the rape she suffered at the hands of MTC President Joseph Bishop in 1984. Now at the very bottom of the page, we have their interview, or their report of their interview, with Joseph Bishop because the BYU police from Provo, Utah took a trip down to Arizona to Joseph Bishop's house in order to speak with him and interview him regarding this incident. The entire summary of their interview with Joseph Bishop takes one paragraph and it's not even a particularly long paragraph but it is here in the police report right around their interview with Joseph Bishop that the report begins redacting more information than just names. Let me give you an idea of what I'm talking about. The report states, Interview with Joseph Bishop. After interviewing blank, Detective Long and I met with Joseph at his blank residence on December 5th, 2017. Joseph's account was fairly similar to blank, except for the rape. Joseph told us that he did go to a small MTC preparation room in the cafeteria area with blank. Then, while talking to her, he asked her, to show him her breasts, which she did. When asked to explain why his account about the rape was different than hers, he said he either can't remember it or that blank was exaggerating her account. Joseph said the room did not have a bed, TV, or VHS tapes. And now, at this critical point in the police report, at the bottom of page 6, there are four complete lines that are blanked out and redacted. Let me repeat that. Right after Joseph said the room did not have a bed, TV, or VHS tapes, period, the next four lines in the police report are completely blacked out. Why are those lines blacked out? What information is behind those blacked out lines? That's what I want to know. Now, there are several other examples of lines that are blacked out in subsequent pages of these police reports, including page 9 of the police reports, which is a supplemental narrative from January 11, 2018, where we can read none of those lines because all three of the lines in the supplemental narrative on page 9 are also redacted and blanked out. I thought the media might be interested in knowing what is behind these blacked out lines because obviously, if in the original version of the police reports, the police have blacked out practically everything, but then when the media pushes, they give them a less redacted version, but it still has these significant areas blacked out. This represents to me the stuff the police really, really doesn't want the public to know. So I reached out to people who know people in the media and found out that apparently the media was really not interested in pursuing this angle of the story. They were on to the next story, the next news cycle. So what I decided to do was to write my own information request to the BYU Police Department asking for a less redacted version of the police report so I could find out and then you could find out what it is that's behind these lines that remain redacted. So on March 30th, 2018, I mailed to the Brigham Young University Police at their address of 2120 JKB in Provo, Utah, 
the following request on my office letterhead signed by me. It states, Dear Custodian of Records, pursuant to the Government Records Access and Management Act, I mentioned earlier that this was a FOIA request. Well, technically FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act, is a federal statute. Every state has drafted similar statutes within their own state. In Utah, the statute, which is the Freedom of Information Act, corollary in Utah, is called the Government Records Access and Management Act. It is abbreviated as GRAMA, G-R-A-M-A. So having explained that, the letter goes on. Pursuant to the Government Records Access and Management Act, I am requesting any and all records relating to Incident Report 17BY05023 relating to your investigation of Joseph Bishop in November and December of 2017. Specifically, there remain redacted portions of four lines at the bottom of page 6 and two redacted lines a paragraph above that I am requesting not be redacted in the copy you send me. There are similar redactions of entire sentences on page 7 and also page 9 of the report. Copies of these pages are enclosed for your reference. To be clear, I am requesting a copy of these police reports with these sentences unredacted. Thank you in advance for your cooperation with this request. Sincerely, Radio Free Mormon. Now there, of course, I signed my real name, but for purposes of this podcast, I'll just refer to it as Radio Free Mormon. I'll do a little redacting of my own. As I say, that letter was sent March 30th, 2018 to the BYU Police Department. It was after I sent that letter that I came to understand that the interviews that the BYU Police conducted of both McKenna Denson and Joseph Bishop were audio recorded. Because of that, I sent a second letter to the BYU Police Custodian of Records, this one dated April 3rd, 2018, to request the audio recordings of the interviews. This one states, Dear Custodian of Records, Pursuant to the Government Records Access and Management Act, I am requesting any and all records relating to Incident Report 17BY05023 relating to your investigation of Joseph Bishop in November and December of 2017. This specifically includes, but is not limited to, any and all audio recordings of interviews done as part of this investigation. This grandma request supplements the grandma request I mailed to you last week. Thank you in advance for your cooperation with this request. Sincerely, Radio Free Mormon. So I sent two letters to the custodian of records with the BYU Police Department, one dated March 30th, in which I requested an unredacted copy of the police reports, and a second letter on April 3rd, 2018, in which I requested specifically the audio recordings of the interviews conducted by the BYU Police. And as I say, I received a response to my requests from the BYU Police Department today, Wednesday, April 18th, 2018. I first want to describe the appearance of this one-page letter from the BYU Police Department. It has no letterhead. It has no signature. There is a name typed as to the person who is responding. That's Lieutenant Stephen Messick, M-E-S-S-I-C-K of the Brigham Young University Police. But as I say, it is not signed and there is no letterhead. This is what it states, April 10th, 2018. Here is what the letter states, April 10th, 2018. Mr. Radio Free Mormon, I have no record of you having previously requested the information attached to your request. Here is the information that is being released on this case. A less redacted report will not be issued. It then states, Notice of Appeal. You have the right to appeal this denial to the Chief Administrative Officer, 
please direct your appeal to Chief Larry A. Stott, S-T-O-T-T, University Police, 2120 JKB, Brigham Young University, Provo, Utah, 84602. Best regards, Lieutenant Stephen Messick, Brigham Young University Police. And then it has Lieutenant Messick's email address. But as I say, it is not signed, nor is there a letterhead. Now, this is problematic. First off, what they're telling me is, screw you. We're not going to give you a copy of the police reports that is less redacted than the second one that we already gave to the media back in March. And then, Stephen Messick provides me the copy of the nine-page police report, which is redacted exactly the same way as it was previously. This notice of denial from the BYU Police Department is notable for two additional reasons, other than merely the fact that there's no letterhead and no signature. It is notable because, in two ways, it violates the provisions of the Grama statute. The Grama statute says, in the first case, that the notice of denial, which is what this is, has to tell me not only that I have the right to appeal and who to appeal to, but also that I have 30 days in which to file my appeal. The 30-day timeline is missing from this letter. The second thing it's missing, which is much more important, is the reason why it is that Lieutenant Stephen Messick is refusing my request to have a less redacted version of the police reports. The statute requires that a notice of denial state why it is that the information sought is not being provided and then link that reason to a controlling law or statute. So in other words, the Grama statute favors release of public information, which is what this police report is. There are, however, certain exceptions and certain things that do not have to be released by the police department when such a request is made. If the police department refuses to release information in response to my request, they are required under the statute to say what it is generally that they're not giving and why it is that the law allows them to not give it to me. So as I say, that is noticeably and unlawfully absent from this notice of denial. So I got right to work and filed my appeal with Chief Larry A. Stott of the BYU Police. Here is what that letter states going out under my letterhead. Dated April 18, 2018 to Chief Larry A. Stott of the University Police regarding appeal of denial of grandma request by BYU Police. Dear Chief Stott, I am appealing the denial of my grandma request for an unredacted copy of the police reports related to Incident Report 17BY05023 relating to the BYU Police Department's investigation of Joseph Bishop in November and December of 2017. I made my grandma request by letter dated March 30, 2018, a copy of which is enclosed. In it, I specifically request an unredacted copy of the police reports. I understand that it is proper and lawful for government agencies to redact the names and identifying information of parties named in reports of this sort. What is not appropriate or lawful is to redact entire sentences where it is clear more information is being redacted than what is permitted pursuant to the law. I also sent to the BYU Police Department relevant pages of the nine-page police report and specifically identifying lengthy redactions that are obviously more than just identifying information. I want to specify those to you as well for purposes of this appeal and am enclosing a full set of the nine-page police report for your review. Page 6 contains several lines that have been completely redacted, particularly at the end of the second-to-last paragraph, where two lines are completely redacted, and also at the end of the last paragraph on page 6, where four lines have been completely redacted. Page 7 contains lines that have been completely redacted, 
Page 8 contains two lines that have been completely redacted. Page 9 contains three lines that have been completely redacted. I am also enclosing for purposes of this appeal the notice of denial I received from Lieutenant Stephen Messick of the Brigham Young University Police in response to my request. It merely states, quote, a less redacted report will not be issued, unquote. This cursory response is not sufficient under the Gramma law. In the first place, Gramma 63G-2-205 sub 2 sub B requires the notice of denial to contain, quote, citations to the provisions of this chapter, court rule, or order, another state statute, federal statute, or federal regulation that exempt the record or portions of the record from disclosure, period, end of quote. In short, the notice of denial must contain a legally cognizable reason to support the denial. There is no such explanation contained in Lieutenant Messick's notice of denial. In the second place, Gramma 63G-2-205 sub 2 sub C requires the notice of denial to contain, quote, the time limits for filing an appeal, period, end of quote. This also is not contained in the notice of denial. In conclusion, I am appealing the notice of denial of my public records request for the above reasons. Law requires that you grant my appeal and that the BYU Police Department provide me a copy of the police reports in question that have been redacted only insofar, and that's capitalized, only insofar as required to protect the names and identifying information of the parties involved or provide a legally cognizable reason in support of the denial. Thank you in advance for your consideration of this appeal. I look forward to hearing back from you regarding your decision. I am hopeful we can resolve this matter amicably without taking the matter to court. Sincerely, Radio Free Mormon. So, once Chief Stott receives this under the statute, he has 15 days in which to respond to my request, either with another notice of denial in which I expect he will get the hint and give me a reason, together with a citation to authority that supports his reason for his notice of denial, or else he will give me the unredacted copy of the police report. He has to do one or the other under the law. We will see what decision Chief Stott decides to make, and I will do an update when I receive his response. The other thing I want to mention is that you'll recall I sent two letters initially to the BYU police. The first for an unredacted copy of the police reports, the second for the audio recordings. I only got this one letter from Lieutenant Messick in response to both of my requests. I wanted to make clear to Lieutenant Messick that he had not yet responded to my second request for audio recordings, so I sent him a letter today, April 18, 2018, specifically reiterating that request. Dear Custodian of Records, I am in receipt of your denial of my grandma request for the police reports regarding Incident Report 17BY05023 relating to your investigation of Joseph Bishop in November and December of 2017. I have already initiated appeal of that notice of denial. I write again to make it clear that by separate letter, I also made a grandma request for any and all audio recordings, that's bold-faced, any and all audio recordings of interviews conducted pursuant to the above-referenced investigation. I have not received your response to that specific grandma request. That's also bolded in the letter. I just want to make sure it is clear these are two separate grandma requests I have made relating to the same investigation, and that I have not received a response from you related to the request for audio recordings. Thank you in advance for your cooperation with this request. Sincerely, Radio Free Mormon. 
So what is going on here at Radio Free Mormon is that I have followed up on my request for the audio recordings with the records custodian, and at the same time, I have already initiated the appeal of the notice of denial to my request for an unredacted copy of the police reports, and that appeal has been made to Chief Stott of the BYU Police. He is the person who is designated as the person to whom this appeal must be taken. The law requires that the police respond to my requests and my notice of appeal. When I receive those responses, I will update you accordingly. That's about all for tonight. Until next time, this is Radio Free Mormon, signing off the air.